Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. And today on Faith at Eight, we're in Daughters of Grace and we're talking about the woman of Samaria, also more commonly known as the woman at the well. Yes. So in um, to kind of give background on who this woman is. So she's a Samaritan and many people might not know. So in first Kings is one that you first, the first time I've ever read about Samaria, maybe it's somewhere else, but the, this is exiled people. Um, and that uh, they even sent a priest there to live with them, to teach them about God. And they still come up with thought. They still make up their own false gods. Hey, still guilty of that today, just in case you weren't aware. Um, and like, even to the point of sacrificing their own children. So these are not people that, these are people that know the stories of God, but they do not know God personally. Um, so, so that is who the Samaritans are. This is a woman that is going to uh, the well at the noonish, like the middle of the day, which is not common at that time, because guys, they're in the Middle East. It's hot there. Um, they, they oftentimes will go first thing in the morning because they'd want to get their water before it got really hot. But because she is a sinful woman to kind of avoid the, the, the whispers and the gossip and the comments, she would go in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And at that point, oftentimes if Jews had to go somewhere, they would actually circumvent Samaria mm-hmm. because they would not want to encounter Samaritans. Um, so they actually would circumvent the city all, all, all together. So the fact that even Jesus is willing to like walk through itself mm-hmm. is like a big, like taboo, like, wait, you're doing what? Like, no, 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 that's not what Jews do. Um, so it was, it was very uncharacteristic for Jews to walk through Samaria. It was very uncharacteristic for a Jewish man to speak to a Samaritan. And it was very, very uncharacteristic for a man to speak to a woman, um, at that time. So there's a lot of things that are happening here that are very countercultural, mm-hmm. cultural, I can speak. Um, they're very countercultural. That is very, very, uh, I think, important to really understand just the the whole situation and how it's, it's God's divine hand that this is even happening. And this is one of those things when you're sitting there reading the Bible and being like, or how somebody says like, well, how could the Bible be true? Because this wouldn't happen if it wasn't the truth. Like this no. wouldn't be written in this way because it no. was so against the norm. Yes. So you knew that this was a divine meeting that Jesus had with this woman. And it's just this beautiful story. And I actually love, we were just talking about how I love that she doesn't have a name. I yeah. love that it is the woman at the well, the woman of Samaria, because I feel like we can put ourselves in that situation. Yes, absolutely. You know? And we can identify as what, like, again, as we're reading through the Daughters of Grace, what can we pick up from each of these daughters that we can say, you know what? I, I do feel like that, that woman mm-hmm. at times, you know, I have not made the best choices. I have put myself in positions where I have decided to not go quote unquote to the well, because I didn't want to talk to other people or hear their judgments on me of who I am. And so I just really love that reading through this and saying, you know what? There are times in my life that I have felt like that. Yeah. Correction. It's in second Kings. I wrote that on my page, but I didn't see it. I thought it was in first Kings. It was Thank second you. Kings. I apologize. Thank you for your humanness. It's absolutely okay to make mistakes. It, it is. Thank, thank God for that. Cause if not, I would be in big trouble. Um, so I really like how the daily grace worded this because I think when we realize this in our own life, it can really create just an amazing, um, uh, like what is the word? Like when you get things moving, momentum, momentum, 
a momentum and, and just like really propel us forward. Mm -hmm. And it says he took her shame and gave her a boldness that could not be explained. Um, so this is a woman that are, is avoiding people, but now she meets Jesus and she goes out and tells everyone about Jesus. Like she's going to the people that she avoided and now mm -hmm. telling about that. And when we, when we realize that her boldness comes from life change, it, it makes me wonder, and it definitely makes me reflect on my own Christian journey and my own journey with Christ of, you know, is our lack of boldness caused by a lack of clarity around what he has done for us? And I know that I have, I've talked about how I was baptized one, twice because the first time I got baptized, I was like, okay, great. Now like my life's going to be perfect. Right. Because I didn't understand what baptism was. No, like it, there was no like, Hey, let's, let's explain what you're doing. Like give your good confession. I'm like, yeah, Jesus Christ is Lord. And now all my problems are solved and my life's going to be perfect. Um, and so because I didn't understand it, I didn't truly either understand the gift I was just given. Mm -hmm. At that point, I had not read the back of the book. I don't think I even owned a Bible. I know I didn't own a Bible, so I had no clue what was going on. And so, so if you are in a season where you're like, oh, I believe, but you don't have this boldness about you, I would encourage you to really sit and pray and, and ask for clarity around what God has done for us. And what Jesus has done for you, because Christianity in popular culture mm -hmm. has in many ways been very watered down. And so we, we do not really truly understand the true veracity and the, the true of what God has done. Oh, it's okay because it probably picked up, but we're just going to... Was that for the last one? And yes, one? but it, okay. it still has a speaker. Okay. But this is probably just going to be clearer, but it's fine. It's okay. Ask and you shall receive. There's a little microphone issue for anyone that's like, what is happening right now? It's okay. Because God is good. So good. He's made straight, strong in our weakness. And we, good thing I talk loud. See, thank it'll you, be okay. God. I have zero. I know it'll all be okay. No fear. Faith over fear. That's an episode just in case you wanted to know. You can go back and listen to it. Shameless plug. Um, but but if if you are, because and, and I don't say that to be like, this is what you should do. I say that because once I did that, once I went back and was like, why do I still feel so broken? Why do I still feel so out of control of my life? Because I'm not meant to be in control of it. Um, what when I got when I went back and really spent the time in the word and understood the true weight of what God did for me, mm -hmm. it did create a boldness in me that I didn't have before. It did make me go from someone that goes, yeah, I'm Christian, to actually being bold in that faith and being very excited and um, passionate about telling others about my faith. And through this, one of the things that I really loved is, um, you know, when she would question Jesus, like, you know, he would ask for water and she's like, why would you be asking from water, mm -hmm. you know, for me? And I love how the response was that he spoke deeper words. Like you should be asking, you know, about living yes. water. And it made me reflect on when we question God, do we listen to the answer? Mm. Like when we sit there and we question what's going on in my life or the direction that I'm supposed to go or the opportunities, you know, are we actually listening for the answer or are we just trying to assume what we think it should be. Are we? Yeah. And then if you're saying, well, I don't know how God speaks to me. Okay, go to the word. Yes. Right? When I was seeking out answers for what does this look like as a Christian? You know, what are the answers to these things that I needed to get resolved before I made the decision to get baptized? 
Um, I went to the Word and that's where my answers were. I wasn't sitting around waiting for a letter to show up in the mailbox that said, from God, here's all the bullet point answers to the questions you have asked me. I had to go where he's already speaking. So when we are questioning God, are we listening? Half the time we're not even doing the work to find out the information. Because what we do is we think we, and again, it's very popular in like the evangel, evangelical culture of terms of leaders. And they think, oh, God audibly speaks to me. If you read the word, he doesn't speak audibly very often. But all mm -hmm. of a sudden, all of these evangelical teachers are getting it all the time. Like I hear them say, oh, I, you know, I didn't know what to do for dinner. So I asked God and he told me. Pot roast. God, God, okay, like I'm not even going to get into that conversation, but but most of the time it does say he gives visions and he gives dreams, and mm -hmm. it does say that you go in to the word and you read it. And what it is is we pray something and then we never read the word and we're like, why doesn't God talk to me? So mm -hmm. then we make it up because we feel like, well, God's talking to fill in evangelical leader to name here, mm -hmm. so maybe maybe I'm just not listening. But it's that we're not even reading. Yeah, we're not doing the work no. on our part. No, And I love, too, how it says God was working on this woman's heart when she said that she knew the Messiah was coming and he would tell all the things. And in that moment, she was realizing that she was speaking to the Messiah and that he had told her all the things about herself. Mm -hmm. Jesus plainly told her that he was the promised Messiah. And I love that and, and how they say he plainly, like just sitting there and being like, you know, I, I am the Messiah. Yes. And what, um, when do we miss the obvious answers? When yeah. do, when are we speaking? When are we asking? When are we in conversation? When are we in prayer? And we're missing the obvious answers, like right in front of us. Yeah. Should I do this? Should I do this? What does it look like? Where's my identity? Right. Yes. Am I going for where the answers are? And, and I think us doing this, these candid conversations just shows so much about God because you and I will read the same thing and get different answers from it. Okay. And not, not, and not because like, oh, we, we interpret it in different ways or anything like that because we're asking different questions and God's revealing what we need to see and what we need to hear. So we, we will pull, like I'm looking at our books. We have different things highlighted mm -hmm. from this story. Um, and it's not because I'm right and Jill's wrong or Jill's right and I'm wrong. No, no, no. Because we're praying and asking different questions. Mm -hmm. So God can lead two people to the same verse for different mm -hmm. questions and it both answer both questions. And he'll lead you back to the same verse yes. and you'll have a different understanding of the same verse depending yes. upon what you're praying for and what um, what is going on in that season. So the Bible isn't a one and done. Oh, I got through it once, read that book, put it mm -hmm. on the shelf. This is that, hang on, let me come back to that and see what it says. I have, you know, I... I have notes in my Bible from like 2019 when mm -hmm. I started and you know, they were in pencil. Cause I was like, Ooh, I don't want to write too dark and mess up my Bible. Now it's all inked and highlighted and all that. Yeah. But I go back to those pencil markings and it's like, um, like looking back in time mm -hmm. and seeing where I was on my journey. And now I look and I'm like, what? I don't even see it in that way. But if I didn't have that moment to see mm -hmm. it in that light, I wouldn't have been able to reflect on it and go deeper. I want to always be going back into the Bible and reading the same passages, but at different points in my life to see what is God trying to show me now. Yeah. And, and when we're going through this, I think one thing that we can really learn from the Samaritan woman is she was the first evangelist. And she pointed others to Jesus. And there's so many people that call themselves evangelists now, and they point to themselves. <laughs> like, here, buy my book. No, no, no. You just need the Bible. You, you don't need their book. You need the Bible. That's what you need. Now, of course, hey, we use Bible studies. We like Bible studies. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But it, like, we need to point people to Jesus, not, not to 
um, ourselves or what we can offer, but to Jesus. And so we need to, we can really learn so much from her when we mm-hmm. reflect on what we're doing and saying, Hey, is this, is this pointing people to Jesus? Or is yes. this pointing people to me? Yes. And even the Bible studies, these point you back to the Bible. You don't just pick this up and now you got all the daughters of grace information. You pick this up and this makes you, because it says the woman of Samaria, John 4, 1 to 42. So you go into your Bible Mm -hmm. and you read. And I remember when I first looked at that, I was like, okay, let me go there. Well, wait, now I want to see what happens before and after. So you want to go deeper. Anything that you're using to study, whether it's a book or a Bible study, make sure it's making you curious about the Bible, that it makes you want to go there and learn more. And, you know, we talk about the the moments when we get thirsty, when we, yes. we, we thirst for more of the word. And I go through seasons where um, I feel not called to sit in certain studies or even in the Bible. And I pray and I'm like, God, where am I supposed to be right yeah. now? And I have to be open to listen for, hey, you know what? I know that you're studying it this way, but that's not where I want you to go right now. I need you to shift and I need mm-hmm. you to do this. And listening and saying, but wait, I had a checkbox and I was supposed to mark this off in this order and it doesn't look that way. And now I don't know what to do. Oh, wait, you're calling me just to go and read this book, but I don't know. Okay. All right. Let me go there. And I find, oh, this is the answer to what I've been asking. So I was getting some study that I had removed for a period of time so that he could fill me with an answer to what I had been praying about. And it's interesting when you start to study the Bible in that way, and you really start to pray and reflect and ask for guidance, what happens when you listen? It's not about, this is what I have to do every day, but it's also about having that open conversation with God and being open to listening to the Mm -hmm. path that he wants you to go on. Absolutely. And, And I also, what I really love about the daily grace Bible studies is the questions they ask you. It's not like, well, what, what did you learn from the Samaritan woman? It's no, no, no. What did you learn about God Yes, mm-hmm. and his character yep. in the life of this woman? And, and, and that, it, that's what, <laughs> hi, I can't talk. And I do a podcast like the, it's okay. God can use anyone. Except Look at proof. You too. That's why we're here. <laughs> but, but when we're reading the Bible, are we le- reading it to learn more about us? Or are we reading it to learn more about God? And, and we need to be reading it to learn more about him because he is the keeper of all answers. And mm-hmm. um, it just reminds us, like, I think we should all be reminded when we read some, uh, the woman of Samaria that we were sinners and outcasts who have been accepted and redeemed by Jesus. Mm-hmm. He has poured out grace and mercy. And what's interesting is we will... I say that a lot, what's interesting, but I'm very interested. Um, You're what, an interesting Christian. What we find, what we find is we start praying and asking for all these things. But guys, he's already given us the greatest gift of grace. Mm-hmm. Grace was the gift. Grace is the gift. And so, yes, we should pray. It's very important to pray. But if he never gave you anything else for the rest of your life, he's already given you the greatest gift of all. And that is the gift of grace. Yes, I was looking for something, but I can't find it. So I'm not supposed to talk about it right now. I, hey, um, it happens to me too. I know. So I'm like, okay. It is. Uh, but looking in this, and I love that we got into talking about how do we u- utilize Bible studies? Where mm-hmm. are we actually finding that truth? And there's that book, and I can't remember. I thought it was Ruth, but it, maybe it's Esther. The book that doesn't actually talk about God at all. Esther. It. Esther, right? Okay. Yeah. And in that book, there is no mention of God. And so when you're in that book, 
you realize you seek out God's work through the words that are in that book. And it's beautiful because when I realized that, I was like, am I truly finding God through all the words of the Bible? Mm. And then am I finding God throughout my daily life? Mm. Right? Because sometimes it's not just, oh, hey, look, there's God. He, this is what he did for me in that moment. It's, am I finding God through a COVID diagnosis? Am I finding God through that struggle that I'm having with my husband or my kids or my business or myself? Mm-hmm. Am I finding where God is working every single day? Or am I just waiting for that? Here, look, God did this. Right. Are we finding God in the, in the, um, just the daily workings? Mundane. Yes. And there's so much that it's like, we live in a society that tells us it's the big things. It's the huge things, but it, it, it's not actually. It, it's the mundane. It is the daily habits. It is the small choices. And, and, when, we, and we, when we seek God in all things, do we then boldly proclaim who he is because of all that he has done for us? Like, like are we doing that? Or are we um, just, are we, not see, are we not seeing the importance of the small? And because we can boldly proclaim him in the small. Yes. And we have to remember that God is using you exactly where you are and exactly as you are Exactly. right now. And you know, it's that idea of, well, I want to be this Christian that's bold and talking out and going on stages and having a podcast and doing all this thing. Did you talk to your friend about Jesus? Yes. Let's start there. Like, did you talk to your friend? Did you open up a, a Bible study guide? Did you go on, on Facebook and like find a group, some support? Have you just talked to one person before sitting there and saying, I want to be this Christian that makes such big waves in the name of God on this, you know, whatever. Just talk to one person. Yeah. And wh- who who little is given. What is it? Something about if you if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful. Well, you'll be given more. Mm-hmm. And we're not faithful with a little. We're not like we. You are sitting next to someone, everyone every day at work, and you know that they are not a believer, and you huh. know that they are not faithful in God, and you know they haven't found him, and you won't say a word. But then you'd be like, God, use me, use me. And he's like, Girl, I have you planted where I need you, but you're not <laughs> you're not doing the work that I need you uh-huh. to do. How am I supposed to use me more? I will say. I used to get trouble at work because I had no problem being bold at work. Um, and, and I would kind of get, not literally get my hands smacked, but I would, but, but he's not going to be, he's not going to give you more if you're not faithful what you have. Or, or even maybe it's not the person at work. Maybe it's your children. Right. Maybe it's your spouse. The number of people on here that talk about how do I get my husband to go to church? How do I get my kids uh-huh. to follow God? My husband's not a believer. My children are a believer. Are you praying for them? Right. Start there. It's not about sitting them down and being like, you need to believe in Jesus. No. This is about praying. Let God do that work. But then you have to walk out what it means to be Christian. Yes. You need to love them exactly where they are, exactly how they are. Live with grace and truth. You know, this doesn't mean when you're around them, you hide the fact that you're Christian. No. You are Christian and walk that out. You know, make it so that instead of being so focused on them not being a believer, that you take the focus off of there and go back to, but how am I showing the world that I am a believer? And that this is the way to eternity. This is the way. This is how, you know, why is Jill happy every single day that she wakes up and she has to do all this crazy stuff? Because of Jesus. Yes. Yes. And I really, really love the, the, um, transparency and honesty in Lee Strobel's book, A Case for Christ, mm-hmm. that he says one of the number one things that brought him to Christ was his wife, the way he, his wife loved him through it. Like mm-hmm. she, he is acting a fool 
Mm-hmm. He is just, he's an alcoholic. He is, mm-hmm. he is doing everything wrong. And she just loved him through it. And she prayed for him faithfully. And she just kept going. She kept abiding and obeying. That's going to be like my new favorite phrase. I'm going to go get a sticker and put it on my car. Um, abiding and obeying God. She just kept doing it and being and serving her husband and serving her husband well. And that's what truly led him to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was the evidence he found and all of that, but it also was her act. She wasn't being a naggy wife. Guys, in the Bible, it says that if you have a naggy wife, you might as well be on the roof. It is better to be on the roof of your house than be in a house with a naggy wife. Are you the naggy wife? Does your husband want to climb on the roof? Like, is that better for him? Mm -hmm. How does that, how is that being bold for Christ? Right. That is him being like, oh my gosh, what in the world? And, um, and, and we need, we need to realize that, um, leading others to Christ, oftentimes that boldness is in being faithful in the mundane and praying and reading our word and, and doing that. Sometimes boldness isn't actually saying a word. Yes, exactly. That book's falling on me. It's all right. It's okay. That's a good word today. Whew. Where am I? All right, finish this up. Okay. Need a moment to breathe. It's okay. Got, like it's excited. Passionate. Like I got sweaty on that one, guys. I got sweaty on that one in the last four in honesty. But, but okay, before we pray, you know, we we talk about <laughs> <laughs> we want a moment. We got another win here. Um, but you know, bringing up the fact that that's one of the questions we get all the time. How do I get all my kids, the time? How do I get my husband to believe? Stop trying to make this about you getting them to believe. Yeah. And start get on your knees and pray. Pray for God to open their heart and you need to walk out. What does it mean to be a Christian wife? It means to love them where they are and honor what their path is and let God do the work. Just because it doesn't look the way that it's supposed to look um, or the way that you expect it to look does not mean that God is not working. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we have to remember that the enemy will use what is familiar. Marriage is something that is familiar. So the enemy is going to come in and try to make you think that things are breaking down. Oh, he's never going to be a believer. He's never going to agree with you. You're never going to be on the same page. Why don't you just leave him, right? Divorce yeah. is better than being with that person. What does it look like to get on your knees and say, God, what is, you know, open his heart, soften his heart, show him what it, what the, the movement that you can make in him to understand that you don't have to live in this fear, that you don't have to have whatever is, is going on, you know, surrender your marriage to God, even if it's you. Because he's mm-hmm. not there yet. Say, God, take my marriage and show me the direction that yes. I need to move in this. Yes. And the same with your children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, that was needed. I, I, I love that as we record all in one day, like we'll record more, and you can tell that it's all one day because like the first episode's like 18 minutes, the next one's like mm-hmm. 19, the next one, because we get so fired up and we're like, yes, yes, God, I'm ready to, I'm ready to rage into hell with a water pistol. I'm ready to go. It's a Jesus jamboree right here. Yes. I'm going to throw that in as many times as yes. I can. But what's funny is they don't, they never heard the original episode because that was one of the ones with the messed up <laughs> things. So you'll never know the truth and the hilarity behind the Jesus jamboree, but it's okay, guys. It's okay. Next phase it's of okay. retreat, we'll explain it. Yes. And that little incentive to be there. Right. Just a little one. That and Jesus will be there. Not like him. Well, maybe he'll come back at that time, but like his spirit. Sorry. I will get focused now. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Father God, we are so in all of who you are, Lord, and that you use anyone and everyone, Lord. What humility is in that, Lord? 
that, that we can see people's weaknesses in people's weaknesses, how strong you truly are made and the boldness that, that is brought out in them when they set their eyes on you, Lord. Um, Father God, we know that oftentimes we get wrapped up in us and we lose sight of you, Lord. We know that we oftentimes get it wrong or we stay quiet or we become meek um, and, and we are not walking in boldness out of fear or complacency, Lord. Um, and please forgive us for that. We know we get it wrong, um, that we claim that we are evangelists and then we never evangelize anyone, Lord. Please forgive us for that. Please forgive us for our, our, our faithlessness when we do not boldly walk in the path that you have given us, Lord, when we do not do the, the mundane tasks that you have commanded us in your word, Lord, please forgive us when we, when we set aside those things and we, we, we think of them as nothing. We think of them as just, just side things and things that we'll get to later. And we don't realize the importance of that, um, that you have declared in your word, Lord, and, and that you have called us to do father God. Lord, we are so thankful um, that that you will use all of us, Lord. We are so thankful that when we sit in your presence, that we can be made bold. We are so thankful, God, that that you have given us the roadmap of how to live our lives in the pages of the Bible, Lord. We are so thankful so for so many women that were used by God and that we can learn from and that we we can see and they model for us. They model for us how we can fixate our eyes on you instead of ourselves. We can fixate our, our on you instead of our husbands. We can fixate on you instead of our children and the world around us, Lord. And when we fix on you, when we fix our eyes on you and we walk out boldly, how you can do amazing things, Lord. You can do amazing things through us. That in any trial, that it all can be used for your glory and our good. Father God, as we walk out through today, Lord, we ask that you create a boldness within us. Please, please use us, use our lives, use our eyes, use our lips to, to show others the way to you, Lord. Use our actions throughout the day. Um, draw us to those mundane tasks that can be used for you, Lord. Please let us seek you and seek your fruit in all things, Lord. Not seek what the world says is good, Lord, but seek what you say is good. Help us not be the nagging wife, but Lord, be the supporter of others, to be a servant of you, Lord, to serve those around us as Jesus served us, Lord, as a true sacrifice. Use our lives, use our lives for your goodness, Lord, for your greatness. Thank you, Father God, for never, ever running out of mercy and grace. Thank you, God, for never being, never walking away from us, Lord. Thank you, God, that when we are faithless, when we are misguided, that you leave the 99 for us, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for all of that. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, write us a review, and share with a friend. We are so appreciative that you are on this path with us to make heaven crowded. See you tomorrow. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, 